Hey, it's Ash Zaid. You're listening to I Got Questions. This episode, I interview my wife, Laura. Uh, we talk about her childhood, her parents, her lack of a poker face, and more. Enjoy. Hi, Laura. Hi, Ash. Uh, Laura, you're my wife, right? Yes, I think so. For how so. long? <laughs> Four years. This is the third time we went through this, right? Yep. Because the first time, we were trying to test the audio. So many problems. And someone was breathing too hard into the mic. Someone. Second time, you were bouncing on an exercise ball with the baby. Mm-hmm. And she was making a bunch of noise. Now we've swapped. Yep. I'm bouncing. Mm-hmm. She's quiet. Okay, let's get started. Okay. Uh, let's go back. Remember when I said I want to do a podcast and I wanted to um, talk to you like family and friends. Everyone is so interesting. And then I said, and I want to interview you. Mm-hmm. And what did you say? I'm not interesting. Why do you think you're not interesting? Because I haven't met anybody or been anywhere cool or... Why is that? The I don't thing? have any crazy stories. So you don't think people think you're interesting, or you do interesting things? I think some people think I do interesting things. Okay, let's get into. It depends it. on what you appreciate. Okay, let's start with um, explaining a little bit about who you are, going back to like where you were born, a little bit about your family. So where were you born? I was born in Montreal, Canada. And you are? You, is your family French? You you can continue. You know, <laughs> it's not, it's no, not we are not French. Um, my grandparents immigrated. They came to Canada after the Second World War I from think that's Poland. Immig- yeah, that's immigrating. Um, so yeah, not French, but I don't know why they picked Montreal, but that's where they ended I up. I remember talking to your grandpa, and I asked him this question too. Why Montreal? Why Montreal? And I don't remember if he said he knew someone or they just placed him in Montreal. They might have been placed. That's probably what I'm thinking happened. But there's a lot of Polish people, Jewish and Polish. A, so after the war, yeah, I think a lot went there. and I think probably Montreal too, because there's a, at the time there were a lot of factories. There was a lot of stuff being made in Canada, in Quebec. So it was a place to get a job. Well, I, th- I was just talking to him last weekend, and I think he said when, back then, when people immigrated for, they had to like, they had placement or they were placed somewhere. Mm-hmm. So you might be right. There's a lot of blue collar stuff, and yeah. he's a handy guy. So Montreal, he went. Um, is your family, does your family identify themselves as like Quebec French at all? Oh, God, no. No. Why not? Because they were immigrants. No, but I mean your parents. My parents? And oh, then your second well, no, generation. I don't think so. I mean, I know my parents were born there too. And they did learn, or at least my mom learned to speak French. My dad, not so much. But um, I think there's a lot of prejudice in Quebec, at least at the time. And people were not accepting of them. They were the other. They were the different people. So they stayed with their community and... But you know what's funny? Uh, your family still identifies very much as we're from Montreal. They love the Montreal part. So yeah. I, I I didn't think you could separate Montreal and being from Quebec. You're from Montreal, but you're not at all French. Like you have a special place for Montreal. So does your family. Yeah, I, I find it, it's very, um, it's home for me. And it's still in my mind, even though I haven't lived there for more than half my life now. When did you guys leave Quebec? I would have to do the math. I think I was seven, so the 90s. And you guys left because of work, like your parents' work? 
Yeah, my dad, I don't, my dad was laid off for, I don't even know. He, my dad did a whole bunch of different things. And You're, I can't wait to have your dad on this thing. <laughs> It'll be a four hour special. Yeah. He had many, many career changes. Yeah. And then I think, oh yes, I know why. It's because my uncle started a business in Ottawa and my dad was working for him and was driving back and forth every week for oh, work. And that's like a two hour drive. Each two way. hour drive. He but he would stay for According multiple him, an hour and ten minutes the way he drives. Oh yeah, yeah. He'd drive fast. He'd stay for the week and then come back on the weekends. That's so old timey. Yeah. Well he did that for like a year or two and then we decided to move. Okay. That's smart. Um and what does your mom do? My mom was an elementary school teacher. And you say was because? She retired this year. Oh, that's cool. So your dad, how would you describe him professionally? He's not like a nine-to-five type of guy. Describe him professionally. Like your mom's a teacher. Yeah, my mom's a teacher. Your dad is? I don't even know. My dad. Is, is it fair to say consultant? It's like umbrella term for he does things and makes money the last yeah the last like 20 years he's done something on a computer (laughs) that has to do with small businesses and and yeah management of some kind and he's done a whole bunch of stuff right but yes he has done a lot of everything and your mom has done teaching (laughs) okay (laughs) since 1974 or 75 i think (laughs) so one of your parents is like uh, what can I do to make money now? Yes. And one of your parents is, this is my job for life till I retire. And she did that. Yeah. <laughs> How do you think that affected you? Oh, well, first of all, what do you do for a living? I am a teacher. Um, and why did you decide to be a teacher instead of following in your dad's path of doing something with computers for money? Well, I guess, okay backtrack i went to university for visual arts why did you go for that so i was always very creative and luckily my parents supported me in applying to art programs instead of law or english or i don't even know what else people take in university Um, were you always artistic and did they support that yes okay so crafts growing up all the time, painting. I did painting lessons as a kid in Montreal. So See, I under seven. This. I didn't know this. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So always very, very creative. And they, I, I don't want to say they allowed me, but, you know, a lot of parents have a lot of say in what their kids take after high school. And they let me go to visual arts. But then you realize that you're really not going to get a job as an artist. Well, not um, an artist anyway. No. Well, I mean, I, I could have pursued arts. It just would have been a very different career path. Who knows where you would have ended up? I have no idea. Maybe I would have ended up working at a gallery. That's probably the most, like, um, what am I trying to say? You're interviewing me when I'm not at full capacity. Yeah, we're not sleeping much. Um, Like, you know, like a steady paycheck would be like a gallery or a museum or someplace like that. But right. the jobs are not very like, you know, they're not hiring tons of people. So yeah. 
um, yeah, I would have been working for myself, which, you know, you maybe make a couple hundred dollars a month or nothing at all for a year. Who knows? So then, okay, not in the art world. Why teacher? Because my mom was a teacher and I grew up around it and I spent most of my, you know, end of summer helping her set up her classroom and so it's I was familiar. involved. Yeah, it was familiar. It was something that I thought I could do. I'd spent a lot of time volunteering in schools with her. So, and it was a way that, you know, I think my original dream was to maybe become an art teacher, but then that's really hard to get a job as an art teacher too. So elementary school teacher it is. So did you pick teaching because you're like, oh, I know this thing. It's comfortable. It's familiar. Or was it something that excited you? Probably both. the comfort and familiar. It was something that I I knew I could do well. Okay. So I guess in that respect, it. So now you're excited me. You've been teaching a few years, minus Matt leaves. Yep. Do you still think it's something you do well, and are you enjoying it more than you thought you would, or less, or the same? Um. Well, this is going to be a loaded. <laughs> it's a loaded question. Uh, I do like some parts of it. I do think I do it well, but it is a very taxing job, even only doing it for seven years now. And do you think people appreciate you, uh, like parents of the students you have and your staff members? Do you feel like you actually are... Uh, you know, making a change in people's lives. I, I'm assuming some people become teachers because they think it's a really special career path because you get to, there's like most people only have one, or sorry, up to minimum like 10 to 12 teachers in their whole life. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of power. Yeah, no, well, I'm a little different because I'm a French teacher. So I see the kids for a shorter chunk of the day. But even still of the kids and parents that I've, received feedback from they have told me that their children have enjoyed French class with me the most so far so I, I do take that as a success that I at least am doing something that the kids enjoy and that they're still learning and it's not you know oh I don't want to go to French class and I don't want to speak French and I don't want to so I take that as a success and do you see yourself a future in this? Is this like, do you already have in your mind that, like my mom, I'm just going to do this till I retire? Or is there a, a different vision or just no vision? You don't think about it? Mm, there's recently, after being on maternity leave, I'm falling out of love with it. Um, I'm torn. It's that, do I take a risk and leave? Or do I stay and, you know, I get this cushy paycheck and I get the summers off and I suck it up. And, and I think that's a lot more like how your mom looks at her career than your dad. Yeah, I mean, she definitely, it is hard. And I know talking to her over the years, she talked about how much it changed for her throughout her career and how much harder it got. So, yeah, definitely by the last, like, 10 years or so, I would say she'd had enough um, and was sucking it up. How long had she been doing it? Well, math again, since 1974, 75, I think. Okay, so, like, 
30s. No, 43 years. Oh my God, has it been that long? If you do anything for 43 years, I'm sure the last 25 to 30% of that thing you would hate. Yeah, so she, she definitely actually did pretty well. Yeah. So let's jump out of career. You said you're not interesting. That was pretty interesting. Uh. I, I thought it was. Okay, uh, let's talk about you and more of your habits and routines. What do you do for fun? Uh, <laughs> I, um, uh, I, I like to, to, you know, I don't know, make things, do things that I see things and I like to try and make them. What's the best. last thing you made? Last thing I made. Oh my God. Oh, well, okay. it doesn't have to be the last, but a recent thing that you remember. Okay. Well, I'm trying to make teethers for babies. And why did you decide to make those? Because I wanted to buy one, and the girl I contacted who was selling them was going to, you know, like, she priced them so high. And so I started, you know, researching how much the materials cost, and, okay, I could totally make this myself. So, yeah. And that just comes from you doing a lot of crafts growing up, that you just feel comfortable seeing something and saying, I'm going to try to make it? Yeah, and I think um I think I'm good at like visualizing things. Like I can I can picture how something's made. Um and and visualize the steps that it, it would I would need to make it so I don't find it intimidating and I can usually kind of figure it out myself. Uh what else do you do for fun? You do make a lot of things. Everyone is always impressed when they come over and I point out and I see I say, you see that thing? Yeah, Laura made it. What? How did you make that? I know. And you know, it's funny. I don't think of them after them, after I make them. Like, it's just there. That's <laughs> pretty common, though. Like, what do you mean? Like, um, I've done design work. I've built sites and apps. And uh, every designer I've talked to is basically, or even artist, you make a thing, you put it out there, and then you move on. Like, yeah. once you're done, you're done. And usually, like, the last... 30% of something I'm working on, I hate it. I just want to be done with it and move on. Mm -hmm. I don't usually hate what I'm making, but yes, I definitely make it and move on. And then it's not until afterwards, like years later, I'll be like, oh yeah, I, I made that. Or someone will ask me where I got something. Oh, I made that. <laughs> I think we both feel that way about our kids. We'll just look and be like, oh wait, yeah, we made that. <laughs> I forgot. That yeah. is pretty impressive. Yeah. What else do you do for fun? What do you enjoy? What, like, right now, if you could close your eyes oh God. and say, I, I wish right now I could be doing X, what would that be besides sleep? After sleeping for 10 hours. Consecutively. Consecutively. Um, I, yeah, I just, I, I mean, I have a list on my phone right now of things that I want to be making and doing. Pull it up. Let's see. Pull it up. I, I, and I don't mean just, like, crafts and making. Like, actual activities, what's... If there was a genie in the room and I said, what would you like to do right now? You're really putting me on the spot. <laughs> I would think there's at least 10 things you can lift uh, off. Cooking and baking. Um, decorating. I really, I've enjoyed moving into this house and being able to plan and decorate. God, this sounds like such a housewife <laughs> activity. Well, everyone does call you Martha Stewart, so it's yeah. pretty fitting. I can't you know, I hate uh, the process of when we redo a room, but the end product always looks amazing. But I just hate even the room we're sitting in. I know. You always complain. 
And then afterwards, I, you I tell like me it's your favorite room. Oh, this is definitely my favorite room. I sneak <laughs> in here. I, I just need to check something, and I'll sit in here for two hours. I, I don't know. Do you want me to just start naming off things off my it. list? Like, I want to figure out how to build a banquette What's seating that? bench in the kitchen. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that's like making something and building something. Right. I want to make that house bed for our daughter. Okay. Um, I want to... Oh, yeah, I started a wall hanging that I need to finish. Want to finish. What wall hanging? This, like, tassel wall hanging. Oh, yeah, okay. I want to figure out how to make my own loom and do some weaving. Now we're going back not 50 years, like 100 years. Well, I guess the origins of a loom would be very old, but it's coming back in style, wall hangings. Okay. Um, ah, sewing. My mom's got a sewing machine for me, and I want to, I already bought the fabric for it, make a little pillowcase, my first ever sewing project. Straight lines. I think I can do it. Okay. Um, I can't wait till you make me a shirt, like that Cosby episode where nothing is lined and matching. Do you remember Theo's shirt? Yeah. For the big date? Well, I I knit for a while and I've determined, even though I'm good at making things, not quite good at knitting yet. Can I can I put out a theory of why I don't think you're good at it? At knitting? Yeah. Okay. You You knit when you watch TV and you get distracted and then you lose count of things. Yeah. So when you made a sweater and it yeah. looked like it was Frankenstein's sweater, <laughs> I could tell you were watching an exciting show for this sleeve. <laughs> for this one, you were focused. Yeah, one sleeve was longer than the other. It was the most crooked looking sweater, but at least I made it. And then it went promptly in the garbage. <laughs> uh, we took some pictures and then yeah, it went in the garbage. <laughs> yeah, there's there's ideas too that I have for some art that I would like to make that I haven't I haven't like taken photographs in a long time and. Yeah, like every winter, I talk about that the snowbank photo project oh, that like I have a cross in my section? head. Like when you cut down a tree and you have the bark and the well, lines. Well, don't don't give it all away. Someone else might. Take <laughs> I I don't idea. think anyone's gonna listen and go. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go take pictures. But yeah, of no. Every year, and it's it, you. There's like a short window where it would happen, but you would have to wait until there's enough of snowfall, and then when the snowplow comes by and slices into that snowbank you get this really cool layered it almost looks like stone and i've got this idea in my head of taking these close-ups of that snowbank slice i'm gonna get deep okay if you had to describe yourself to a stranger in one line or one sentence if you had to give a synopsis of like you have to describe yourself, you're not yourself, and you have to go, oh, Laura, do you know Laura? She's, what so words jump out? You should really give people questions ahead of time so this, that they can think of this. You're not a dictator. I don't have to do this. This is the fun part. Mm -hmm. uh, just throw out words. What, what's the first thing that comes to you? If you throw out words, describe yourself to a stranger. Creative. Mm-hmm. Silence. <laughs> Um, just my personality. Whatever you want. If when when I tell you about a coworker and I describe, or you're 
describing a coworker to me. You're not good at describing people. I know. That's why I'm asking you. So because you, because I'll ask you to show me a picture, and I'm like, that's the person. Oh, you mean physically describing them? Oh, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Because if you said Laura's creative, and then I show you a picture, and you go, "That's a creative." Yeah, I guess. That, <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Just adjectives. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. I guess I could be quiet in social settings. You're um, pretty funny. Around, well, maybe I've become funny over the years. Uh, you make me laugh all the time. That's good. You I make think other you, you have internal it. chuckles, though. I don't. You don't get a lot of good like laughs <laughs> no yeah. i don't yeah you have like smiles and chuckles on the inside <laughs> but i find so many things funny i just don't laugh out loud a lot no i know and if i do it's one ha huh. yeah uh yeah you're you're very funny okay i'll take it okay i'll describe you since okay. you're uh, I suck at this. <laughs> you are uh, one of the most honest people I know. I don't. Th you've tried to lie and you can't lie. Oh yeah, no. I'm not good at lying. Don't tell me any secrets. No, no. No. Uh, <laughs> a friend last year. I don't know why he told you. I'm. Hopefully he'll have. I'll have him on here. He told you he was going to propose one oh, day. Oh yeah, and I'm like, what are you doing? You, the door flung open. Don't you run me. into the backyard. You know what he just told me. <laughs> Or when no. something's mislabeled at the grocery store and it rings up like $10 cheaper, you get so red and sweaty. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, uh, you're... I can be a little bit nervous, too. <laughs> uh, kind of like a chihuahua. But you're really honest and sincere. Yeah. Uh, creative. Funny. That's how I describe you. And then I show you a picture and you go, that doesn't... <laughs> that doesn't look like an honest person. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um quiet though i could be quiet i don't think no no okay i mean if you put me in a crowd in like a room full of people i'm definitely not the one that's like hey how are you and i'm like the one that's standing and kind of watching i think and... you think of yourself that way really but well well let's ask around i okay. don't think anyone would describe you as quiet in a social setting hmm. you're not going to be the person where all eyes are on you because you're doing something or you're allowed but you're also not the mouse in the corner. Okay. See, I'm discovering things about myself. Yeah, it's working out. Um, let's get deeper. Oh boy. What's um? Do Don't you... tell me like, what is my most shameful moment? <laughs> uh, close. Oh god. Do you remember a time that you got in big trouble for something? It doesn't even have to be when you're five. It could have been when you were twenty. This is exactly what I thought you were going to ask me. I'm not ashamed. That there's nothing shameful. About I being still in remember. Yep. 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 Okay. It, was, it wasn't a yes or no question. Okay. <laughs> okay. You, it. you said, you said, do you remember? I know. It's implied that you go, yes, okay. this is what happened. Okay. Go ahead. I've got a few things that I've been carrying. <laughs> Let it out. Uh, okay. So my parents signed me up for a summer camp. Um, I might have been like 12. I was definitely one of the oldest kids there. Like a day camp or a go away? Yeah, it was a day camp at an elementary school in the neighborhood because I remember asking them afterwards, why Why did you guys sign us up and like dump us there every day? Oh, we know why. Now that we have a two-year-old and a five-week-old. Oh, well, no. There, there was a better. Yes, that's true. But no, there was an actual reason. They were renovating the kitchen and they didn't want us in the way. <laughs> You're such a nuisance. 
You're in the way. I can we're see it things. being, you know, when there's construction going on. Okay, you got. Right. Okay, anyways, yep. so my sister and I were dropped off at summer camp, and I was one of the oldest kids there. And I remember getting so annoyed with this little kid outside on the play structure that I told him to like f off. I think it was. I think I said the f word. Back when you still actually, I'll tell a story when you're done. But you still don't swear a lot. It's still a I bad try word. not. Well, I'm, I'm. I try not to because I'm a teacher, and I'm. You know, you kind of have to train yourself to not oh, use bad true, words. Yeah. I will use bad words around certain people, though. I kind of like uh, assume... with me in the car. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. So, so yeah. So told... I said, that, and then he he told on me to the the fourteen year old, <laughs> two three years older than me, camp counselor, and I felt so guilty. He didn't tell my parents. The counselor? No. I don't think he cares to discipline you. But I still feel so guilty about this. Like, I carried it with me. So much so (laughs) that five weeks ago, as you were going through the worst part of labor without any uh, epidural, Mm -hmm. you went, ah, fudge. (laughs) I said fudge? You said fudge. I said fudge. You caught yourself and said fudge, and I laughed. No way. I said, if there's any time where you should be swearing and you have a green card. It's now. Yeah. And you said fudge. Okay. You have more. Um, well, re- a more, in more recent hold years. On, hold on. You didn't actually get in trouble. Nothing actually happened. I was scolded. By the 14-year-old? That's a <laughs> yeah. don't swear at kids. And I, I do not like confrontation with. Um, any perceived authority yeah a cashier i will cry <laughs> I, I do not like getting in trouble i'm a rule follower yeah and who do you think you get that from my mom why didn't your dad's <laughs> laissez-faire attitude rub off on you at all i don't think he like spent as much time with us it was my mom that, that spent the most time with us and actually yeah if one of your parents is a teacher you kind of pick up either I'm assuming either you rebel or you're very rule-bound. No, yeah, rule down to the extreme. Oh, that's funny. It just hit me like me and my brother, mm-hmm. he rebelled. I'm very rule-bound like you. Less now, but growing up, I was very rule-bound. Hmm. Interesting, eh? Yeah. Okay. What else? Uh, in very, very recent years, my one and only, if you want to call it a car accident... <laughs> But I still feel guilty about it. Every time we go to that mall. <laughs> Every time I go to that parking lot, I'm like, oh, God, this is where it happened. <laughs> yeah, but the guy's still alive. He's just in a wheelchair. I don't know who he is. I never met him. So I... You, I, missed, you missed the joke. You didn't run every, anybody over. No, I didn't run anybody over. Oh, yeah, I missed a joke. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so I don't know what I was doing. I was probably not paying 100% attention and I was annoyed by some idiot in the parking lot who was changing his mind and anyways doesn't matter got flustered trying to get away from this other car pulled into a spot way too quickly and didn't turn the car enough and bumped into someone else's car which was like the end of the world (laughs) and then I get a call and anytime I get a call at work I assume the worst and it's there's been a handful of times I pick up and I hear you crying. And this time I hear you crying and you... Do you remember what you said to me? No, I don't 
remember what I said. I was so upset. You said. And what was worse was there were people around staring. That was, I think, the worst part. That when you hit a car in a parking lot and you have like these people judging you. You should have just screamed, why don't you take a picture? Oh, because I'm not crazy. Oh, I have to tell you a story about a crazy person we saw today. Uh, anyways, you call me. I, I pick up. I hear that you're outside and probably walking somewhat briskly. I hear crying and you go, I'm okay. I was in an accident. I don't think it's bad. I don't know what to do. Um, and I don't remember the sequence, but basically I said, leave a note on the car, go to customer service, mm-hmm. leave a note with them. And I said, is the damage bad? Like, is anything hanging off the cars? And we went through that whole thing. And I said, who cares? Get in your car, come home. Like, it's a few hundred dollars. It's not going on your record. We'll figure it out. Yeah. I know to any other person, this would be like absolutely nothing. But to me, that was a big deal. So crazy person I saw today on my daily walk around the neighborhood at work. We see someone pull in to a driveway and just as they turn in they stopped and honked a bunch of times so and and it was a little bit far away so i'm just thinking okay they're there they're letting the person know i'm here come out come in the car like i'm picking you up i hate when people do that by the way well we get closer and it's a shared driveway and there's two families and the one family that was in the driveway it's like you really scare the children and apparently these kids from the shared driveway and they weren't unruly they were just getting ready to get in the car were in the way so this person couldn't get into their driveway and she pulled up slammed the brakes honk half a second later honk yeesh yeah crazy lady i told you about the crazy lady the other day behind or no in front of me as i was leaving the house who was like waving her arms and honking like a mad person and here i am thinking there's something wrong with my car i should stay away from her what's going on give her a lot of distance and yeah she ended up Getting to a red light, making an illegal left turn through the red. Might have been this woman. Yeah. Back to you. Uh-huh. Uh, any any other times you got into big trouble? Do you remember? <laughs> and and by the way, both of these you haven't gotten into trouble. A fourteen-year-old scolded you maybe, and then this you actually got into zero trouble at all. We paid a few yeah, hundred dollars. Yeah, technically, I I didn't get into trouble. I it I was just a traumatic contact. Event. Well, I feel really bad. It was an old man. His old man's car. And, and his looks like his new. daughter, who lives in the States, was actually the one coordinating with me because he was too confused to figure out how to, how to deal with money transfers and all in that. And, we shouldn't have left a note. Oh, he would have thought awful. he just did it. That's I'm awful. just saying hindsight. It didn't actually happen. I know, but see the guilt still. <laughs> okay, I need trouble. I need when someone of authority um, said, Laura, that's okay, wrong. I think... <laughs> No, honestly, the only other thing I can think of, well, other than like the many times that my sister and I would get into like, there was um, the time that I had a moment of genius and evil as a child fighting over a rake outside and she was holding on to, I think the, the, the stick end. And I was holding on to the other end and we were tugging on it back and forth, back and forth, fighting over it. And I had this moment of genius where if I just let it go, she'll go flying. So that's what I did. But instead of her going flying, she smacked herself in the face and split her lip open with the rake. Did you confess right away? 
Oh, my parents were like around. They were they <laughs> were doing they were doing yeah. yard work, and okay. we were being you know kids. Yeah. So yeah, I got in trouble for that. This is one of the another reason I love you is you're so I said honest and sincere, but innocent, and I don't mean it in a in a bad way. Like, oh, she's innocent and dumb. Mm-hmm. But you like dipped your toe in the kiddie pool of. Evil. Let me see how far I, not even evil. <laughs> let's see what I can do that might be frowned upon. Yeah. You're like, no, water's too cold. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> no. And I can't wait to ask this question to other people. And they're like, oh, that's why I have this teardrop tattoo. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, no, that's as bad as it got. did you ever let go of a toy that hit your sibling? Yeah, I did that. Yeah, you need a teardrop tattoo for well, that. Well, and I think in high school, there was a few times that we like skipped or whatever, but... See, I don't that think I even got in trouble for that. something I could never do. That, that I just, guilt and fear would eat me alive. But I, I just explained to my mom. I'm like, I had a bad day. I didn't feel like going. And my mom would be like, all right. I think okay. this is a cultural difference. If I said that to my mom, she would say, oh, you didn't feel like going? How about you feel like going back to Iran? I think it was because my grades were good enough that if I missed one class, it wasn't going to be the there end of the world. There is no good enough. There's a huge difference between our parenting. Yes, there is no good so. enough. Yes. Uh, What's something that you are that comes to mind that you're most proud of, like an accomplishment? It doesn't have to be the number one, but just something that comes to your mind. Um, and don't say hitting your sister in the face. Letting go of the rake. <laughs> the rake. <laughs> um, I'm pretty proud of our kid. I feel like that was a lot of work, even though she let's, can be a psychopath. Let's be honest. A week ago, we had five people trying to convince you that she's normal and not crazy. But like, okay, so then today in the car, I had this like, she's amazing moment where I can have a conversation with my 25-month-old daughter. Can I be objective for a second? Okay. She is the smartest person of her age ever i don't know oh, no come on that is no this not is being completely a, that is, objective no, no it is not that she is, is not so true. smart she's not a savant she's brilliant she no she's not weird but she is i'd so say smart. she is probably more advanced than the average listen you're she's around not a genius all the time but i will say that it took me a lot of work to get you're an expert there. in the subject she is amazing and smart i'm gonna say smartest you can stop at smart. Uh, what else? So that was pretty cool. Um, our wedding. Oh, yeah. That took like a year, maybe more of planning, coordinating. It's like the biggest amount of money other than buying our house that we've ever spent. Can I tell you All what you did? All the things I made. With that wedding and how you went and how you approached it. Before that, you know, we had a lot. Of, we still kind of have arguments. Not as much. I'm trying more. About oh. money mm-hmm. and how you spend money. Um, and that was the one, like the thing you did where I thought, okay, there's, we're not going to have any challenges with big purchases, big decisions. There's not going to be arguments. If we agree on a budget or something, even with the chewy things you made and how you source suppliers and things, mm-hmm. we talked about a budget. You kept it in budget and it was such a great day. Everything was perfect. And we didn't go broke for it. No. Yeah. The only thing, and we did, we did technically go over budget. We were about three grand over budget. I'm trying to give you a compliment here. But, but it's not, it wasn't for me. It double. was because, it was because we wanted to be accommodating of our family members and didn't want them to pay out of pocket to stay 
overnight for a wedding, so we paid for all their hotel rooms. That was the reason why we went over budget. It wasn't because of flowers, flowers yeah. or shoes or I don't even know. Or good wine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty proud of that. And I need to go back and look at the pictures because it's been a while since I've looked at all the things I did for that. Um, not to get negative. And it, and it doesn't even have to be negative. But you know what I think about failure. And I think we have different outlooks on failure. You're very worried about doing something wrong. Or when you try something, oh, I'm not going to do it right. And I always say, like, well, you have to do it wrong to be able to do it right. Like, driving is one. Playing something is one. Uh, but can, and, and for some things, yeah. Can you think of some thing that you weren't good at and you figured out how to do it or you practiced or you learned that you're proud of? Something that doesn't come easy to you and you have to figure out. And not parenting because nobody knows anything about parenting until oh, they do God, it. No. And a lot of people still oh, don't. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't no, think we figured it out. No, I, we don't know what we're doing. Um, I don't know. I like, guess driving. You said, you mentioned driving. Like that, that took me years to get who, who taught you that you did and what was that experience do you remember it yeah yeah i remember that i remember we went uh we used to drive around the parking lot and you were you're a very good teacher too you're very calm and even though i had my moments of like oh my god what the hell am i doing i don't like this i'm not comfortable you were always very like it's okay i mean i think you got frustrated with me a couple times but well what do i always say when someone is Afraid of driving and they're learning. What do you always say when someone's afraid of driving? Well, it's a little offensive. I have no idea. But I always say, you see little old oh, yes. fill in the blank driving. <laughs> I'm you sure can you it. can learn too. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You do Think say of that. all the different people you see driving. You think you're going to be worse than them or incapable? It's not that I think I'm going to be worse. It's just, I don't know why I got this in my head. I guess my mom, my mom is an anxious driver. And so that probably rubbed off on me. But... It's very different. To me, driving has much more dire consequences than I want to build something and I'm going to spend $50 on lumber and then I'm going to screw it up and $50 goes down the drain. That's the weirdest comparison I've ever heard. Well, because that's, I guess, a comparison that, that might be happening soon but because I want to build like something. Just but anyways, driving because you can kill people? Yeah, like makes you nervous. there are, it's an expensive thing even if nobody gets hurt accidents you're you're operating technically heavy machinery well the first you're car going you had, at a fast speed the first car we had or you had we had to donate the exhaust had a oh, yes. baby corn Good can old. holding it i don't know if it's expensive it's true for all the cars no but at the time we that was all we could afford right so if we got into a massive accident and we had to repair it or buy a new car we would have been stressed yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it, to me it was just it was the high speeds, the the possibility of accidents. Um like it definitely took me at least a year to not feel nervous getting into the car. And how do you feel about your driving now? No problem. Do you think you're a better driver than me? Yep. Why do you think that? Uh I don't know why I don't know. I just think I'm better than you. I can I can parallel park like nobody's business. If only there was a 14-year-old here to scold you right now. 
What do you mean 14 year old scold me right now? Y- you also have had a history of accidents. But and... I drive longer. Okay. And I drive in places you never drive. Okay. So I'm exposed to more. If if you never drive in Mexico City, not yeah. that I did, but if you never drive in Mexico <laughs> City. Okay, but how many accidents have you had? I'm, but I'm saying if all you do is drive from here to work and I'm driving Mexico City, obviously I'm going to have more accidents. That's going to be my case in court. I when don't we take know this to about this. <laughs> I don't know. No, but and I've no, also I've sat a... I've been in the car with you and I've seen you do stupid things and I've seen you had a history of cutting people off for a while with that whole mirror mix know. up. I read the note on the side mirrors incorrectly that objects yes. are closer than they appear. I read it as farther the, than they appear. Yeah, the objects Why look really close, but they're not that close. There? Yeah, yeah, they, <laughs> they look close, but they're not that close. Yeah. For probably a period of like maybe even a year, Ash was cutting people off. More than a year. And I kept getting frustrated with you. And then I think I remember the fight where one day I finally said, Ash, read your mirror. (laughs) And you actually had to read it out loud and then go, oh. (laughs) Honest mistake. Oh, boy. That's not even the top. But yeah, you had people honking at you. Like, I thought they were just racist. (laughs) Another honest mistake. So yeah, I think I'm a better driver than you. <laughs> Just because you read the mirror correctly. <sighs> um, anyway, maybe I'm more cautious and that makes me a better driver. What do you think, and we'll wrap this up, what do you think comes easy to you that might not come easy to other people? And and I don't mean like crafts because you have a lot of experience doing that stuff. Yeah, Just you I'm, as a I guess like, well, I don't know. What comes difficult so to you? Be... Like baking. People are always so intimidated by baking. But yeah, but you were exposed to it growing up. Yeah, I guess. So something that you think is just innate in you. I know a whole bunch. Eesh. Innate in me that other people would find difficult. May find difficult. Or uh, they actually have to work at it. And for you, you don't have to work at it. Like there's people who are just like naturally athletic who've never been to the gym. Eesh. Yeah, that's I'm, not me. Yes, neither of us are like this. But I think you could be, but I'm... No, I work pretty hard at this. Anyways. You make it look easy. I, I don't know about that. Anyways. Uh, you're going to have to tell me. Out? Yeah, because I don't know. Um, you're very, very nurturing. It's That's just a in thing you. people work at? I think... Think of all the um, problems people have with their parents. Didn't get loved enough or, you know... That's not their didn't fault, get supported. Though. No, I know, but their parents, uh-huh. it wasn't in them to be nurturing. And I think it's just in you to be that way. You try to take care of everyone. Okay. You'll hear something, you're like, oh, I'm going to go bake them something. Or I'm going to go make them this. Or I'm going to give them this that we have because they need it. I'm like, I don't I know. I say I'm going to do it, but I don't always follow through. Eh, intentions. Come on. I'm trying to give you a okay. compliment okay. here. Nurturing. Uh, giving birth. Apparently that you're comes easily. You're a rock star that bad boy. Won't be doing that again, though. Eh. Please, please stay away. I'm so good at it. No, I know. It was That's so cool. Easy. I'm great, but I'm not. Maybe it's I'll become talent. a surrogate. There you go. No, uh, I don't want to do that. Oh, if it buys us a pool? God, no. No, do you get paid to be a surrogate? I don't think you get paid. Uh, not in the States. I think it's more of like a donation thing in No, Canada. remember there was a, a movie. In the States. With the two funny people, Tina Fey and someone. Yeah, in the States. Okay, well, we got to petition our government. I think maybe they might pay you for like food and like multivitamins but 
I don't know if they're going to. It's sold. Free <laughs> vitamins and what food? Who pays you for food? I don't know. I'm, I'm throwing out ideas. I, don't, I really don't think you get paid to be a servant. Um, the other thing, you're very curious. So you will Google this later, I'm sure. And in terms of surrogates and what you get in Canada? Yes, I will. <laughs> oh, that's another thing. I will go down the rabbit hole of Googling things. That's another things. thing that really impresses me is how much you actually research and look into things now. To the point where I go, you don't need to Google this anymore. Just make a decision. Well, I think that I got that f- habit from you. I mean, this is the funny thing. We've been together for so long that so much of what I've learned has been because of you, that we've taught each other things to the point where you don't have to yell, just Google it anymore. <laughs> I know to Google it. <laughs> you actually Google things before I even think of, hey, we should look that up. You already have answers. Yeah. Yeah, but you And say, I Google you know, things want... out of curiosity too. Uh, yeah, like how <laughs> long does morbidity. it take a body to yes. decay <laughs> while we're in bed? And then as I'm falling asleep, you're like, oh, listen to this. If it's a warm climate, you tell I, everyone. Yeah, so I don't know why. Oh, I think it was because I had read an article about how some people, somebody was digging up bodies, the grave digger, grave robbers was happening. And I was trying to figure out how the hell do you do that? How do you go to a cemetery in the middle of the night and say, which one is going to be the least disgusting <laughs> one? So, yeah, so I Googled it. I wanted to know how can you figure out which, which body is going to be decayed enough that I'm not going to open up a casket full of maggots and be able to steal the jewelry off of them without barfing. And so, yeah, it turned out that cold but- climates, it takes longer. So you'd have to be digging up bodies that are like 100 150 years old so not like alabama you would rob people up here yeah no 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 because it was it was in canada that that this was happening and i was trying to figure out how anyways but yes if you're in a hot climate bodies decompose faster so yeah if you were in texas you could maybe dig up somebody that was buried 50 years ago and they'd be like skeleton so this is just like fruit in the fridge versus the counter yes um you know what's funny about (laughs) how you're like which one's gross everybody in a casket is going to be gross <laughs> you're not going to open one and be like look at this beauty look at this one her skin is so I guess tight i'm putting myself in the shoes of the grave robbers and thinking if i'm going to do this terrible job out of desperation i'm going to pick which body is going to be the least disgusting but you're not thinking with crack in your system Oh, God. <laughs> so, if they open it and they see Megan, they probably There probably even... wasn't a lot of thought put into it. <laughs> I don't think they researched and Googled <laughs> and then looked at the years on the gravestones with a calculator. <laughs> Anyways, and a uh, thermometer. This is, I do this. I, uh, I'm curious much, about things. <laughs> not just things, but crime. You're very much into crime and morbid things. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess I'm a Serial little Serial killers. Though, you like Hannibal, like the oh, most gruesome true. show. true. Yeah, I definitely. And I did that photo project about that murder. You did, yeah. Whole, you had me driving you around in the dark, mm-hmm. putting headlights on. This is where someone was murdered. This is love. Yeah. You did this. The camera you were using was one of those circus ones from the 20. Yeah. Where you had to get under a cape and hold a shutter open for 40 minutes. <laughs> while we're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Where someone got murdered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are pretty interesting. You're rule I forgot bad, about but that. You're very well versed in all sorts of crimes. Yeah, dabbled a little bit in some <laughs> so loose crime. I, I need to confess, and then we got to cut this off. 
Because okay. I'm very sweaty holding this baby. I know. I uh, feel like I want to keep talking now, though. <laughs> okay, we'll keep going. I, I want to confess I'm not actually doing a podcast. This is going to be evidence for when they find my corpse. Oh, ha. You're so funny. Hey, that's how I laugh. Okay, you want to keep talking? What do you want to talk about? You want me to just ask more questions? Sure. Okay. Um, it's just, you're making me, like, remember things. It's, this is the weird thing about life. You go... Like you have Tell like, us, Grandpa. <laughs> I know I'm in my ripe age of thirty. You go through these like phases. Like I'm very much concentrated in what's happening now, but then I think about like ten years ago, eight years ago, what was I doing then? And and yeah, I was you know, galloping around Ottawa. Galloping. I don't know. Rolling around Ottawa with my giant hysterical camera. I forgot all about that. I did not. I had to be there. I had to be there when you were taking pictures of elevators with that thing. Yeah. Which meant you had, See, I had to hold the that. elevator door open Button for five minutes while it's beeping and people the... are waiting. And <laughs> get out of the Stand shot. Out of the frame. <laughs> all the things I did because you're pretty. Uh, worked out. What have you done for me? Oh, it definitely worked out. That you think is comparable. Uh, What's like where it's been awkward for you? And you're like, I'm going to do this because he needs it. And I kind of like him. Uh, I suck, I guess, as a girlfriend and a wife. Um, I can name a few. Jesus. I could have just interviewed got, you. I know. If you, I had you a voice basically, machine. Yeah. Basically, I don't need to be here. No, your memory is, is better than mine. This is a problem you have. You need to give me hints. You have this problem where you can't... Um, realize or remember good things about yourself nah. it takes other people telling you're like really i guess so. there's so many good things um i can tell you when you know what i thought of immediately uh, that i didn't not do a good you. thing is when you cut me off sorry no, go, ahead. <laughs> go ahead that time when your mom got into a car accident in toronto and you guys wanted me to be the witness and i Uh-oh. was not comfortable doing so, it first of all she didn't get into a car accident you make it sound like she crashed and she was trying to pull some a idiot in. Floored Revor- yeah, reversed in a Mustang, floored into her car. My mom, while we, we were, were all, all sitting in a car, in pulling out in a parking lot at a flea market in Scarborough, which already scared you mm-hmm. when we were there. Mm-hmm. And we're just pulling out of the parking spot. This guy did not look. He floored it the entire way backwards in his Mustang. Mm-hmm. And because it's a parking lot, usually it's fifty-fifty. But he was completely at fault. Mm-hmm. And insurance said, "Were there any witnesses?" And obviously, it can't be family. And we weren't married then. And you were just terrified the insurance police would get you. Yep. Anyways, good things about you. Rule bound. Yeah. (laughs) Insurance rules. Except that, no, recently we bought an umbrella outside and wind, we had wind and it broke it. And then I came up with a scheme I'm not going to describe. And we have a new umbrella right now. And you're okay with that, rule bound. Because I wasn't the one doing it. If I had to do it, you know it would not have gone well. I remember one time I asked you to exchange something for me because I used to work at the store. And I worked, oh, I worked at the clothing store. That. And a family friend bought me clothes from the store I worked in. Not the specific, specific store, but let's just, it wasn't, but let's say it was a Gap. I work at a Gap. They went to a different Gap and bought me a Gap shirt. And I'm like, well, I don't like this and it's not even my size. And I didn't feel comfortable exchanging it because like, did he steal it? It's from the Gap. He works there. So I asked you, since uh, the store, you didn't even need a receipt, just to go exchange it for something else. And you were sweating. 
mm-hmm. and you thought something would happen because a 17-year-old cashier would call you out because mm-hmm. you don't have a receipt. And even though what you were doing wasn't wrong in any way, you were exchanging something, somehow they go, this isn't yours. Yeah. I felt guilty bringing back the onesies at Costco that were recalled. I feel bad for that company, too. They make good stuff. It was overblown. But anyway, yes, you have uh, debilitating guilt, I would say. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I was supposed to describe good things about you. Well, I did that one thing. Oh, yeah. You exchanged a shirt. <laughs> Sweatily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were soaked. No, there's more. You've attended things you don't like or watch things. Oh, wrestling? When I raced uh, a car one summer, you came a few times all day. Yeah, I feel bad about not being as gracious about that now. What do you mean gracious? I remember being a stick in the mud about it. That's just your nature, though. Like, I have to drag you to fun. It didn't upset me. I just feel like maybe I, like, ruined it for you. No, I had a great time. I enjoy, uh, I didn't all the time, but I enjoy when I propose something and you poo-poo it. And then you do it and you have the time of your life. Like, there's been a lot of stuff. I remember we were uh, down south. And they had a bow and arrow station. You oh, wanted yeah. no part in it. Uh-huh. No. It's you know what? It's exactly like driving. You were nervous about driving. You didn't really want to do it. I forced you and now you're like, I'm better than you. Yep. I what was better with, at you with the bow, bow and arrow arrows? too. <laughs> you picked up a weapon and what do you know? Murder. I was over an here. amazing archer. Hunger games over yep. here before it was famous. Uh-huh. So actually I, I get joy out of convincing you <laughs> to have fun despite yourself. And yep. with the car racing, you didn't want to get in, you were terrified. Yeah. And then when the car went sideways and spun, you swore. Yeah. You didn't vomit. You didn't hate it. I think you came for a few rides. And then I brought your dad along. And mm-hmm. it actually became fun. Brought your grandpa. To yeah, it was fun. It was fun. And yes, like I said, I, I feel guilty about it now. But yeah, it was it was kind of a boring full day. Yeah, because you're just thing. watching. And then I have my 45 seconds. And I remember kicking myself because the whole reason why it started was because I bought you that birthday gift, that ride in the Mustang around Calabogie. You're kicking yourself because you bought me a thing I liked and I did more of the thing I liked. Yeah. It's like, damn. Fine. That's what you should feel and, guilty about. Well, and I, I, think, I think I was also annoyed with you too because that was a time where we were trying to be smart about money and we were trying to save and i remember you told me not until afterwards how much it cost to do the driving of your own car around like an idiot excuse me in a parking lot you just went for um i felt bad i didn't support you too no i, know, I remember why i, I, I didn't just support called you. you an idiot <laughs> i remember why i didn't support you well when you think of okay yes there's the this is a fun activity and then there's the other side of this is a whole bunch of guys setting up pylons and just ruining their tires in a big parking lot. But you're not as excited for about things. For how much money? It was like 35 bucks every Sunday per, for eight weeks. Yeah. See, I thought it was 35 bucks to sign up for the whole summer. But then afterwards, you told me it was 35 bucks a session. Holy shit. But you don't get excited about things like I do and want to try a million things like I do. You do a a bunch of different crafts and make things but i like experiences i don't really care about things Mm -hmm. you care about things and you don't care for experiences Mm -hmm. i guess so so i'm sure you've spent more money on things probably Ah, all right i win that one Hmm. Uh, i'm such a sweaty mess here okay um people might not know this about babies but it's like holding um 
heater. An electric heater. Yeah. And I'm drenched in sweat, and I'm also on an exercise ball because mm-hmm. if I stop moving, she'll make noise. And and for the sound quality, I've decided to work out while I'm on here. Oh, that's me hitting the chair. We thought we were being robbed again. It's just me. Okay. Is there anything else? I don't know. You make me remember things. So Did you have there fun? Something else. Yeah, that was fun. Thank uh, you. Okay, we should do this again. Mm-hmm. I have so many more questions. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. I don't know how to end this. You you um, end it. <clears throat> so long, farewell. <laughs> okay, bye.